I texted Jack and he didn't respond to me, so it's gonna be a surprise. What a prick. Yeah. Well, well I did respond. Yeah. <laughs> that, right before we started, he was uh, he texted me because I just read this text message. <laughs> <laughs> Which no big prick. deal at all. It's so funny. All right. Episode ninety-eight of the Fair Enough Podcast. It is twenty twenty-four. Happy New Year to everyone that is still hanging around with us. Going off with a bang here in year three. Uh, Bob in Detroit. Mike in Chicago. Jack in Detroit. Max Crosby. 98. Connor Bedard, you fuck. I was hoping that he wouldn't get brought up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be other sick 98s. The N98s have got to be a dime a dozen. What was Robert the Forrest Mathis Buckner? Was, I don't know. He might be 97, actually. I think Robert Mathis was for the Colts. <clears throat> mm-hmm. and he was a fucking freak in the 2000s. Yeah, he was. times. Oof. Oof, that was painful. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's probably a bunch of good 98s, but there's only one. One perfect little boy. There is one perfect young child. One perfect boy that the, the boy. Hawks rigged the fucking draft to get. Oh, he's the best. He's so good, dude. He I'm so, so excited good. for that guy. And there Beautiful. people are already like saying that the William Nylanders of the world, the Brock Bessers yeah. of the world, people want to come play with this kid already. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We'll see. For the Red Wings fan base. <clears throat> um, didn't know that that Alex DeBrinkett was uh, leading the fucking, literally leading the the wings in every scoring category. Yeah, um, I mean it's pretty. We're good. still yeah, we're still scoring a decent amount, but damn, do we let in fucking? We let pucks in the net like it's going out of style, dog. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, it's funny. I was trying to cook up like a point, uh, like a like who scores a point tonight type of bet today, like literally like thirty minutes ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like kind of looking. And I was literally looking at exactly that to see, like, okay, the Wings, they kind of score a decent amount. Like, and I was looking at the scores, I was like, holy fuck, they let up a lot of goals. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's wild. Stevie Y is going to be cooking at the deadline, I think, to try to make <laughs> something work to push us into the playoffs. Um, but mm-hmm. the Red Wings are the least of my concerns right now. I had sure. maybe everybody here in Detroit and the Mitten – uh, had one of the craziest sports weekends I can remember as far as entertaining games go between the Lions on Saturday and Michigan on Monday. Um, we'll get into both of those. But we have been away for a while. And how are the boys doing? What What did you do on uh, New Year's, Michael? I don't even know if we ever went over that. No, I uh, I just went over to my mom's house and did, like, family friends real low-key um i mean still up late as fuck had a good time but like yeah i didn't want to do the going out thing i'm over i I don't know i just it's too much of a hassle you know like getting up getting ready like ah, you were thinking like did any of your friends like go downtown downtown Literally none of my friend, like my none of my friend group, really did much, which was nice. Because then I wasn't that is like, nice. it wasn't like any of them were like, come on. It was just kind of like, hey, you know, like everyone was doing a little bit here, a little bit there, kind of mm-hmm. keeping it with their families. A lot of my friends have families now, you know, like whether they have kids or a wife or you know just a girlfriend that they live with, something like that. So, um, a lot of their shit revolves around them. So it's funny that you when you're in like when you're jack's age like when i was jack's age at least i feared that time in my life like friends were starting to like grow into like families and things like that and it's like holy fuck the boys are gonna be like not able to go out and do fun shit and things like that anymore Mm -hmm. but damn on a night like new year's where you used to have to just grind it out it was so involved and now you could just sit on the couch which is exactly what i did too sat on the couch Mm -hmm. drank a bottle of wine with savannah and relax it was so nice I yeah mean, i wouldn't trade that for the world you know no, you used to absolutely. be scared of that and now mm. it's awesome yeah it's great and i mean like to where even for christmas too i mean that 
but uh like being on a sunday football like yep. just something to watch you got stuff going on uh yeah it was, it was nice it was a good time i did see some crazy shit though um so one of my sister's buddies or whatever i don't know was there and this dude like he seemed pretty drunk but out of nowhere he just like collapsed backwards falls and dude like not moving just starts projectile vomiting upward what and i yeah I was he like, was standing uh, up when this happened and then he passed then he like fell like literally you know, keeled over yeah and i was like oh this guy's dying like it was, <laughs> yeah, it, was kind, it was scary it was scary because like and like the not to get gross but like the puke was like red i didn't realize oh, that he was God. drinking a shitload of wine but i was like oh, oh he's coughing up blood right like he's he's dying like it was yeah. just like he was this poisoned. Is what's going on yeah it was wild then all of a sudden everyone's like oh call the ambulance and then he was like don't call the ambulance like he like didn't say shit then all of a sudden he was like i'm okay i just need to lay down or like you're dying <laughs> like, yeah it was, that doesn't just happen wild. to people no it was weird it was weird as fuck i yeah, I, that's gross. Well, I cool. hope that guy's all right. Shout out to that guy. Party's harder than anybody. Yeah, that no I've shit. ever heard. Of. <laughs> no shit, dude. What did you? Uh, oh, you said you just said the say at the crib. Yep. Chilled. Jack, what about you, bud? Um, I hung out with Audrey and one of her friends. We just went out to dinner in Brighton and then went back to her place and also sat on the couch and it was magnificent. Low key weekends for the boys. Low key weekends. Sounds what was like you we all enjoyed uh, it though. What was your best Christmas present, Michael? Well, I didn't get much. Um, I don't. We don't do many like gift exchanges. Mm. Um, I got like a box of golf balls, and then um, I got a hat and a hat. massage gun. The massage gun was cool. Ooh, uh, I got a massage gun too, which I'm kind of psyched about. Did you? What one did you get? Uh, I don't know. I think it was like it's just one off of Amazon. It works. Is well. it the sharper image one by chance? I don't believe so. No. Okay. I got Savannah's parents got me the sharper image one. I mean, I don't think there's anything crazy about it, but it's just from Costco. But mm. and I literally mentioned it to her one time. I passing through Costco, I was like, "Damn, I really want to get one of those massage guns because it'd be just kind of sick to have." <laughs> you know. Mm. Yeah, but. the thing that sucks though is like they need to make uh, for a dude like me, like they need to make a wall mount, bro. Like the parts oh, for that sure. like, the parts that I need to get to, I yeah. can't get to. You need it, yeah. You need another person, for or do you need a a bitch? Yeah, like yeah. I, you know, what's funny <laughs> is that like the day after Christmas, uh, like it was that Monday or Tuesday, one of those two days, uh, I yeah I had someone over. And I was like, hey, I got this massage gun. She, <laughs> yeah. she, she was cranking it like, into you. Yeah. She <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, she thought it was time. she thought she came over for something, but you were just like, Yeah, yep. so this is the massage gun that I need help with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a job for you. <laughs> yeah. It was it was all well timed, that's all I have to say. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was oh, it. Nice. I mean the hat it's like a hat, like a just an all black uh like bull's hat. It was, we did like a, not Secret Santa, but we do like a grab bag and I, you know, the chick that got me, I, 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 uh, it's my brother's girlfriend's daughter. I was like, just go on this website, find a hat that doesn't have a fucking, a socks logo on it and buy one of these. Like I gave her like, I was like, just buy anything that doesn't have a socks logo on it and I'll like it because the Mm -hmm. style alone, you know? So yeah, I didn't get much. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Maya, uh, well, Maya outdid herself and got Jack and I the coolest thing that you could get somebody, and it's these fair enough sweatshirts that we have on. If you're if you're not watching on the YouTube, pop over to the YouTube for a sec just to check out what these sweatshirts look like because they're fucking insane. I'll try to show the best I can, but so mine just says on the front, it's Jack and I have the same thing. Fair enough, just kind of the logo. And then on the back. Can you see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bob in Detroit. Mine says Bob in Detroit Jack. on the back, and then Jack says um, producer Jack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maya, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. 
get on number three. All right. Yeah. <laughs> she's my... got years in the works. She's got it. Yeah. She yeah, was right, saying right. that. She's gonna make she's making Mike Mike in Chicago one too. So um if you know, if we could sell them for forty bucks a pop, maybe Maya quits her job at GM. <laughs> Who knows? That's really the demand would have to be real high because she said they it would were have a to bitch be to make. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're a bitch to make. Yeah. I said this I said this once before off air, but who would have thought that out of you three, the coolest Brennan would have been Maya? I mean, yep. you guys are both pretty cool guys. Jack, you're an asshole, but yeah. don't read my text. But uh, yeah, just, she just she she takes the cake by a fucking mile. It's unreal. She does. <laughs> yeah, Maya is the coolest. Agreed. Yep, I would. It's true. Growing up with her, you would have never thunk it. She was a fucking goofball. Still no, is she's a goofball. The yeah, I was gonna say she's still the weirdest person I've ever met in my entire life, and it's not even close. But right. she is cool. <laughs> she is cool somehow. Yeah, I mean, way. there's there's also there's a graph out there that shows that weird nowadays, especially weirdness and coolness, meet at a certain point. Yeah, well, it's more like it's more it's, like this. So weirdness goes down and coolness goes up, and there's that pinnacle yeah. of perfection, and then. As you get weirder and weirder, the coolness once again it goes back down. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there, there's like an intelligence line too, and my yeah, 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 high on that. So yeah, it's that like, splits that right helps. through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, good, well, you're uh, caught up dude, with fair enough, dude. Um, so right, I texted you, and I was gonna say I something happened to me the other day, and I wanted to bring this up on here. And oh yeah, I texted Jack, and he didn't respond to me, so it's gonna what be a, a surprise. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, that's why whoa, whoa, before I we got on. Respond. Yeah. <laughs> that, right before we started, he was, uh, he texted me, he goes, I just read this text message. <laughs> <laughs> Which, no big break. deal at all. It's so funny. Um, so I was at White Castle, and um, mind you, this isn't the first time I've ever done this, so I'm, it's embarrassed to admit. So I was ordering food, and I got, it was like two of their like breakfast sliders. Then I ordered, Four more sliders, normal. Then How's I the breakfast like, there? Oh, it's. I think it's top notch. To be honest with you, really. Um, yeah, I, I get the breakfast sandwich that has like a. It's like a waffle as the bun, and then like sausage, egg, and cheese, and they give you a little bit of syrup. Oh, I didn't know they were on. doing it like that. We have White yeah. Castles around us too. I just we didn't have them in Saginaw, so this is new yeah. territory for me. So I just haven't gone. Anyways, yeah. So and I ordered. So this I'm sitting at about six. Uh, I actually wrote the whole thing down. I want to. I'm gonna make sure I get this right. I'm sitting at six sliders, and mind you, the breakfast ones are a little bigger. Um, and then I got a, a <laughs> the behemoth. And then I got uh, a five piece mac and cheese bites, and then a six piece chicken ring with the barbecue sauce. So I got a pretty big order, right? So yeah, as I'm, as I'm finishing this order up, I go. Uh, they're like, "What kind of sauce do you want?" And I was like, uh, I think he wants barbecue with those. And because I was too embarrassed to admit <laughs> that I fucking, this was all for me. So no. I wanted to seem like I was ordering all this for two people. So the White Castle people didn't think I was a fat fuck rolling around the drive through Yeah. Um, you turned around to the back seat. What else do you guys want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it, it was hilarious. Yeah, I, it reminded me of that Key and Peele sketch where he's fucking ordering all the pizzas for like his little action figures. But oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Doesn't he do that? He looks in the back and he's like yeah. talking to him. Yeah. Okay, that's where room. I got that from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me gauge the room. Yeah. yeah let me gauge uh, the room. And I was wondering, yeah. like, what that's have so have you ever done anything like that where like you were so embarrassed with your and ashamed of yourself mid like order or like action that you were like, let me create a fake human scenario where it doesn't make me feel as horrible about myself. <laughs> yeah i've definitely done that like i've definitely done that on the phone before like if i've if i've fucked something up like i've even done this in sales before like especially early on if i fuck something up like i'll i'll just hang the phone up and then call <laughs> back and be like oh i'm sorry about that like a call dropped and then where were we and don't even really remember and it's like all right let's start on something new <laughs> oh dude i do the same thing but i'll go grab one of my coworkers' phones and just call with their phone 
Ooh, smart. I'll be a whole different person for this next phone call. Yep. <laughs> what okay. accent do you do? Dude, I have tried some accents, but it's so hard because a lot of times I have to work with people over like the course of the loan. So if you start the accent, you have to keep it up and it's a real pain in the ass. You're dedicated to the role. That's what it's all about. Jack's just got a whole notes list of all the clients and he has like in parentheses, English, Australian, (laughs) German. (laughs) And like, what are these notes next to these clients, Jack? Uh... That's just where they're from. It's not the accent yeah. that I do on the phone <laughs> yeah, or anything. Definitely not the accent. Don't worry Dude, about you it. You gotta relate to people. If your dad drove trucks, so did my dad. You know, right? Very true. Yeah. Very true. You're from India. <laughs> I am always on. That's from the only one. We're being real honest. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, That's too funny. That is good shit, though, Michael. You yeah, are. You've so been funny. on a. You've been on a fast food bender this week dude i mean diet yeah, starts and two so i mean nah. now we're here but this last week you you took i also took advantage but you took advantage too yeah i mean when i'm off and i'm like just doing like i don't have time i'm just fucking yeah i get after it why not yeah why not i mean fuck it calories don't count in december though i think everybody kind of just goes that way you know yeah, fair. Then you burn them up. Walk, also, take a couple walks in January. Everybody I, will be fine. I also don't give a shit about that. Like, I mean, I am what I am. I am who I am. We are who we thought they were. I, I you <laughs> yeah. know, I, every, I, I, I used to be like, man, I want to start working out. I still do want to start, like, working out just for, like, stamina reasons. I don't even give a fuck about right. losing weight. Like, I just want my heart and my, I want to be able to run down the basketball court without dying after the first time. Like, Yep. I don't give a shit how fat I am. Um, I, f- I feel the same way. So it's just like, uh, you know what? I don't give a fuck at this point. Like, I'm 30. Uh, mm. I'm not a obese fat fuck. I wouldn't no. mind trimming a little bit off, but I'm not going to work towards it. Like, you know, it's just too much. <laughs> yeah. No, that is a good way to put it. You just want to be, you just don't want to be totally embarrassed when playing sports. <clears throat> I think that's where I want to get. I want to yeah. be in the action. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah, I, it's weird though. Like, if I were to run, like, if you were to tell me, Mike, outside right now and run down the block, I would come back absolutely gassed, wouldn't be able to move. But if mm. you put me on the court or on the field or something like that and I have to run a sprint, like, I will go hard until I have a, like, a legitimate opportunity to take a break where it's like that competitive nature just takes over. It does. And, you were like, holy fuck, I should be way more tired. And then, you know, 20 minutes later when you're done, you're like. You catch that <laughs> but, second wind. Yeah. I think the only place <laughs> you really die that I've noticed, not you, but me, anybody, is when you get back into when you get back, back into playing hockey like oh, that, even man. if you have that competitive nature in you, like there just gets a point like three shifts in where you're like oh like my legs just literally my legs won't move like it literally feels like you're in fucking cement that is the worst feeling in the world that's so that's a whole different animal though man just because like the the labor that goes into like your back too, like just Mm. skating if you haven't skated in a bit like just that extra your balance is a little off and all of a sudden now every part of me is hurting and not just my lungs yeah you know, I, dude, fucking hockey, that's a whole nother goddamn animal. I know I never played competitively, <laughs> but fuck, dude. It's different because they're muscles yeah, that you would does. never use unless you're playing hockey. There's, no, that's yeah. all they're there for. Dude, and hockey hurts even when you're in season. Like in shape. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah. even like there were sometimes you'd go play up north and the rink would be so cold. Like you're breathing in frozen air the whole game uh, yep. and then your face hurts your throat hurts your lips hurt yep yeah and then your back's fucked of course because you're playing hockey i don't know dude that yep. shit really does take a fucking toll on you it's weird. yeah yeah i'll weird say it, i've probably said it a hundred times on this podcast like going from like those days in high school where we would be we do hockey practice in the morning this was in november hockey practice in the morning and then football practice in the afternoon like those first couple hockey practices you'd be like oh i've been working out 
every day since July, like I should be good. You get on the ice, yeah. dude. You're like, I feel like I haven't worked out a single day because every yeah. muscle for hockey is different than running in football. Like it's well, insane. dude, I was just gonna say too, those first couple weeks of football, like when you go from you go from nothing to helmets. Yep. Right. And that first day that you have a helmet on your head for three hours. Oh, it's impossible. You, you wake up the next morning and you feel like your neck was made of concrete. Like, you yeah, you, there's no moving this thing and you're not even going to fucking try it. Your football helmets are way too goddamn heavy. I think that's a freaking problem. They are. I think they probably fixed that at this point. Yeah, I don't know. But I had to I have to assume. Speaking of football. Uh, the NFL versus the Detroit Lions is a saga that we have been dealing with my entire 28 years of existence. For whatever reason, I woke up on Saturday and I had a bad fucking feeling. Not about the game, but about what may take place in the game. And because every time we go to Dallas, something bad happens. Whether we get our fucking doors blown off, whether... Alex Hitchens completely interferes with Brandon Pettigrew and blows our chance at moving on in the playoffs for the first time ever, or whether Jerry Jones calls down to Brad Allen, who was refereeing the game on Saturday and says, 68 didn't report eligible, 70 did. And that's what you're going to tell him, Brad. And that's what Brad told him. He got on the microphone, said Dan Skipper reported eligible, and the Lions fucking lost a game that everybody in the country, including even Stephen A. Smith, said that they won. Uh, thoughts, Michael? I, You and I talk a little bit about it when we were playing vids, but I just wanted to get your perspective, refs, full-time shit, thoughts on all of it. Yeah, I, you know, who's my thing is who is to, uh, like, who's right? You know, granted... I don't know all the rules in terms of like protocol and like what is considered properly reporting. You know what I mean? Like you can go talk to the referee. You know, did what's his name? Skipper? What the fuck? The guy who was who who caught the ball? Decker, right? Decker did. Yep. So like, did Decker actually? Yes, yes. Like, did he actually say, "Hey, like, you know, what is that conversation like?" That's and I'm gonna kind of ramp off, go off topic for a second. And it's kind of like this Jair Alexander thing that's going on where he fucking went out at Carolina at the coin toss Mm -hmm. and they won the toss and he wanted defense. He said, Hey, I want to play defense. And they were like, hold on. Are you sure you don't want it? They're like, you, and he's like, you want to defer? And he's like, you know what I meant? Where it's like, no, dude, you got to be clear cut fucking boom. Where it's like, he almost fucked them and just said, Hey, we want to play defense. And then they'll get the ball at halftime and the beginning, you know, Instead mm-hmm. of saying, hey, I want to defer to the, you know. Um, so I don't know what the conversation was. Obviously, Taylor Decker's probably in there like, yeah, dude, I fucking reported properly, this, that, and the other thing. And obviously, the ref is whatever his bullshit excuse was saying, oh, A70 reported and yeah, whatever. And then 70 was covered up. So that was making an illegal formation. Also, mm-hmm. uh, like, it's just kind of like, who's, who knows? Obviously, I think it's, bullshit i think that they fucked off mm-hmm. uh i think the lions got snubbed but I, you know i don't know it's why tough they to should say s- it's it's a it's a he it said is. she said it's a classic he said she said and they and it was like that immediately after the game when when <clears> decker <throat> got uh got a microphone in front of him he said yep i reported we had practiced this all week as you assume that they do like this is a huge play they think that they might need either for a touchdown on the goal line or uh, in this case a two-point conversion conversion. so you know it was like hey you need to report like this is what you need to do where people are saying like the lions fucked themselves was they sent dan skipper into the play late who didn't say a word and this is what Dan Skipper said after the game when reporters were talking to him. They were like, did you talk to Brad Allen, the head referee, at all when you went over there? And he was like, I didn't say a word. And Brad Allen may have assumed this because 
Skipper normally is our guy that comes in and reports. So whenever the refs watch film, I'm sure they say, okay, 70 reports a lot, whatever. But he only reported once in the game, and it was in the first quarter. That was the only time Skipper ever reported as eligible. Um, And where people are saying the Lions fucked up is they had Skipper come in. It confused Brad Allen. But if you watch the video, which everybody has seen by now, Taylor Decker's standing right fucking in front of him telling yeah. him I'm reporting as eligible. Like, yeah, we're trying to do this weird thing where maybe we throw Dallas off for a second. Probably not though, because obviously the ref still has to go over and tell Dallas, Hey, 68 yeah, eligible. eligible. Yeah. yeah. So it, li- it really does nothing. <laughs> maybe it does a little head game thing, but probably not that much. Um, but for the NFL to be like, this is on the Lions is fucking crazy to me because after watching the video, how can you how can you get more in front of a person than Decker was in front of the referee saying, I'm eligible, scraping the jersey or saying it too. And then he decides like in his brain, he can't process that. He goes too fast, runs over to Dallas and says the wrong fucking thing. Like, so my thing is, uh, I, I mean, yeah, and I, I agree. I think it's, I don't know. I, I want to, you know, talk shit about the Lions and be like, blah, 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 now. But it's like, it just seems like a missed call. It just seems like one of those things where the, it t- time in, you know, time and time again, the NFL refs just fuck something up somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, do you think that, okay, <clears throat> ref goes over to Dallas, hey, 68's report eligible. Is 68 as wide open as he was? That's it. I don't know. That's it. I don't know. And we'll never know that. We'll never know that. That's what's fucked up about it. I thought about that a million times too. Would he have been that open? And he wasn't even really open. There was a guy near him that almost made a play, but you know, it's like you don't, but as a defensive lineman, all you think is this guy is illegally downfield, you know, or or lineman, you know, like this isn't granted. Do they even know in the fucking moment? Like there's so much moving parts, like fuck, but I don't know. It sucks because they locked themselves into the three seed, right, with that? Or do they still have a chance at the two seed? No, they pretty much – I think Dallas and Philly would both have to lose, like, crazy shit like that. And I'm totally content with – at this point, I'm content with a Dallas win. Dallas beats Washington. They win the division. They're the two seed. Lions have another chance to go back to Dallas and play them again in the NFC Championship, which is what – I want what I think America would want too. If that had a chance to happen, that rematch had a chance to happen. I think everybody would be fully on board with that. So right now the, the lions are, are looking at playing the, um, who are they looking at playing right now? Right now it'd be Matt Stafford coming to Ford field, which would be wild too. Who are the, who would the Eagles be playing? Eagles would be playing uh, probably like the winner of the NFC South, <laughs> which is oh, be like yeah. the Saints I, or something. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about shit. the division. Yeah, okay, yeah they'll yeah. play. Okay. They'll be the top wild card, so they'll play the worst division winner, which will be whoever yeah, comes yeah, out yeah. of there. Whoever, I by the grace of God, wins shit. the South. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know, man. I that sucks, but you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they. I don't think this burns them throughout the season. I don't think this affects anything really going forward. Yeah, maybe a no. little bit of positioning, but there still was a good chance that the Lions didn't get the three seed or the two seed anyway, even though the fucking Eagles did lose to the Cardinals, but still. Right. If um, if anything puts another chip on these guys' shoulder, which is not what the NFC wants. Like yeah, just continuing to pile on and be like, "All right, here's another reason to be pissed off. Here's another reason to be pissed off." It's like, dude, like these guys don't need any. It feels like we'll talk about this in a minute, but it feels like Michigan situation to me almost. It's like all the things that have happened to Michigan this year, self-inflicted, non-self-inflicted, all of that shit ended up culminating into a team that was so together that they were unbeatable. I'm not saying that the Lions are going to get there because there's plenty of really good teams in the NFL, but that's the mentality, right? Like you, if eventually bad shit keeps happening to you and you're a good enough team to get through it and gritty enough to get through it, then it might end up being a good thing for you. 
Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. Yeah. No, it's fucking is what it is. But, I mean, you guys all know that the best team in the NFC North. I mean, dude, we're back. I don't care what anyone says. We're back. Yeah, are the Bears back? What if the, the Bears? Bears are what if the Bears were in the playoffs? Do you guys? Do you think you guys win a game? Like, I say you, the, say I, you draw, say you I draw the think, Cowboys. I don't think we could. I think you could beat the. I think you could beat the Cowboys. What I think, Lions, we, dude, honestly. honestly, right now though, I don't know. We've been playing a lot of bad teams, thankfully, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're fucking maybe like nine total minutes away from being a uh, ten-win team right now. So, um. So what do you do? We, lost, we had a 99% probability of winning. We lost two of them. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's tough. You're right. Fun. Um, and if we win two of the three, we're locked in the playoffs. Anyways, I'm not, I don't want to dwell on that bullshit. Um, well, what do we do? I think we, uh, I think just to me, I think Justin Fields and Eberflus saved their jobs last week. You think? Um, I do think, man. That seems to be like it's been brought up so much that I I agree with you. Like now it's such a talking point that at this point, how mm. do you deny those guys? I mean, Eberflus, I could see you denying. Justin Fields to me is fucking tough to say. So I, we're not signing this guy. Where we're do you like? Guy. Where do my thing is? I I don't know. I was maybe we we're telling you both like playing vids or whatever, but like. The guy is a defensive-minded coach, right? They go and mm-hmm. buy this def- defense. They get the, all these guys, blah, blah, blah. Okay, first couple of weeks, growing pains, this ain't anything. But, like, since week, like, three, dude. First of all, the rush defense all year long. But, like, since, like, week, like, three or four, it's like, dude, we've been a fucking top defense every goddamn week, points allowed, yard, like, shit like that. And it's like, you can't deny that what he brought in defensively, like, as a, a whole – is not coming to fruition. Like this is exactly sure. what Poles and Eberflus wanted. Exactly. So it's like, you know, yeah, <clears throat> it's tough because you're the head coach, and when the offense isn't working, the head coach is the first one that gets looked at. But like, that's not his forte. You know, that's not what he was brought in for. And yep. I think that with a couple of wins, and you get a healthy field, and he like really starts playing well, and you start winning a little bit they're kind of like this year's lions of last year not as good but fucking damn near and we but going in the right direction yeah where it's like why i think you keep fields um and i think polls is a smart guy and i know you can't you take the fans word for shit because the fans are fucking stupid but the city wants justin fields dude they were chanting "We want Fields" at the game. Like I saw that. That's so, awesome. like for him, that's awesome. Wants, I hate it yeah. because he fucking shreds us, but that's awesome for him. Exactly. So the city wants him, dude. Like, listen to the people, bro. Listen to the people. We have the number one overall pick. You can trade that thing back, get mad picks, and still you can get even if you don't get Harrison, you can get Odunze. You can get fucking neighbors if you want to go that wide receiver direction. Or we can get, you know, Washington. There's rumors that Washington would be willing to give us like McLaurin and two first rounders. Where it's like, you know, we could do a DJ Moore trade all over again and have two of that. And it's like, it's gonna there's say. so many options. Yeah, where we're at, that it's like, dude. I mean, honestly, I'm not impressed with Caleb Williams. I'm not impressed with Drake May. And I mean, if they ever took another North Carolina quarterback, I would boycott forever. But yeah, I think think it's just tainted at this point. Yeah, where it's like, you know, unless you're going like Jaden Daniels or like even like take like a Penix or a JJ McCarthy, it's like, I don't know. I think Fields is good enough. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I know that the rookie contract is only a couple years, but like this is what a rebuild is. You get your guy, and now he's showing that he can finish a couple of games. Yep. Still not. And that was. And that was your qualm with him. And you've said that 100%. since the beginning of the season. The guy can't yeah. finish games. And that's a, one of the biggest things in the NFL because every yeah. game is a single-digit <clears throat> spread. You need to be able to finish games. Like, when 100%. you have the ball in your hand, that's, like, it's last possession fucking wins half the time. So Yeah, exactly. You got to be the guy that everyone wants to have the ball in the hands, not fuck. How is Fields going to fuck this up again? Like so Exactly. And, you know, against some – shittier teams but we did we beat the lions like we you know like yep. we beat it so fucking i don't know man i just think if you're gonna go quarterback like 
fuck it. Don't take someone this year with that early pick, dude. Because no matter what, whoever's going to be throwing a ball is going to need an O-line. Is going to need receivers. Let fucking Fields, I would extend them today. Because mm-hmm. then we can get them for cheap. Because if he, if they do keep him and he has a good year next year, now we're playing, paying him fucking max contract, Daniel Jones or some shit. And, not, right. you know, we might fuck around and get got. So, but. Yeah, you're right. If you decide you want to keep him, just go all in and sign him for four years and say, fuck, yeah. you're doing it. That's what I would do personally. Because then you, you could still draft a quarterback of right. like maybe next year, you know, like I, and, but whatever. I'm just saying that I, Ryan Poles, if you're listening, come on the pod, first of all. Two, we'd love to have you. Listen to the fucking fans, man. I know that doesn't always mean shit, but like I, I really hope he does that. And I think he's been really good. And has really made good moves that he knows that the city's gonna like and the team's gonna like, and I, I just I think he's gonna make the right move and keep old Jay Fields. But let's move on to more important, reasonable or uh, meaningful football. Yeah, um, let's do let's it. Let's talk fucking college. Let's do it. Um, wait, before we go to college, oh, oh, sorry, I want to talk ahead. about I want to talk about my quarterback really quick. Oh, okay, sorry, because. Our guy, old Jordan Goff, has been getting a lot of fucking flack around here. Uh, People are calling in today, dude. Calling in today, still, to the radio. Jared Goff just doesn't have it. Like, he's just not the guy. Like, uh, Jared Goff was the reason that we lost that game. Saying things that literally make zero fucking sense and nobody has a point to back it up. It's the craziest shit in the world to me. And let me let me put some things into perspective for anybody that's listening that might think that Jared Goff isn't a good quarterback or isn't helping this team win. Number 1, the most obvious one. The Lions have won the first their first NFC North title not in oh in 20 years ever. Ever. The first NFC North title ever. Number two, there are 132 FBS football teams. This is, we're just taking college. So there's 132 starting quarterbacks. There are about 20 quarterbacks that are even fucking worth a damn in the NFL that you can even say, all right, this guy's good enough to be an NFL starter. There's 12 guys in the NFL right now that are starting that people are probably like, I wish I had somebody else. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff, is that somebody else that those teams wish that they had? It doesn't take a Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't take a Josh Allen. It doesn't take a Lamar Jackson to win a Super Bowl in this league. It takes a good fucking team, and it takes a guy that doesn't turn the ball over, and it takes a guy that makes mistakes and makes up for it. And that's what Jared Goff does. He makes a fucking mistake. That second interception that he had, bad fucking throw. That's an out route. You need to be able to hit that. That's an NFL throw. It's a bad throw. Guy made a great play. The screen pass interception, one in a million Jordan Lewis jumps that route. One in a million he made. That was an incredible play by Jordan Lewis. Shout out to the Michigan man, Cast Tech Corner out of Detroit. Jared Goff is one of 20 guys in the NFL that can make a fucking difference. He's Eli Manning. He's Nick Foles. He's all he's Joe fucking Flacco. He's Matt Stafford. Guys that maybe aren't the best. He's not running around the football field doing everything for his team. You know why? Because he doesn't have to. Because that's not the automatic win the Super Bowl formula. It's just not. It's just what people think now because Patrick Mahomes is good. Look at Patrick Mahomes this year. Team not so hot around him. Boys ain't looking so good. If you got a good football team around, you can make anybody look decent. And if you have a guy, like I said, that can make mistakes, understand the mistakes he made, come back and make a fucking throw on the next drive, that is a guy that you want to keep and you want to hang on to for dear life. Because there are, like I said, 20 being generous in this league. Yeah. Don't come at my guy. That's all I got to say about that. And if yeah, you uh, and I don't even want to say his fucking name, but if you think that Hendon Hooker is the answer, let's go back to what I said a minute ago. There are 130 FBS quarterbacks. You know how many make it? 
one every two years probably is good. <laughs> yeah. So to say that Hendon Hooker, a guy coming off an injury that we took in the fourth round, is automatically going to be the answer and putting us in a better situation, a better position to win like that, that's a one in a thousand chance that he's going to be good. That just says, I'm sorry, everybody. It just says, I want him to be good. I would love if Hendon Hooker came in after Jared Goff and was disgusting, and he's like this amazing quarterback, and then we put an amazing team around him. That'd be sick. I'm not wishing any ill will against Hendon Hooker. I hope he's awesome. But it's not snap of a finger, Hendon Hooker's the answer. We're going to start winning playoff games. We got the guy that's going to get us there. He's already getting us there. He's been there. Arguably with the worst team. We got Todd Gurley. We got Jared Goff. We don't have Aaron Donald, but we got Hutch, and we got Lee McNeil. Like, we got other guys. We have a team that can make a fucking run, and we'll have a team that can make a run next year. We'll have a team that can make a run the year after that. For the first time in our lives, we have a team that fucking matters. And part of it is because of number 16. Okay? I love that. Passion. So everybody out there that still thinks maybe Jared Goff's not the guy, go do a little bit of research on that 12, those 12 teams that fucking would count their lucky stars to have Jared Goff. I digress. I love it. I've been on the, the Michigan Wolverines won the Rose Bowl. They did. Uh, that was... What are you... <laughs> Before I say anything, do you think it was an awesome game or do you think it was kind of a boring game? Because it feels like people kind of have mixed feelings on this. I thought it was boring. Uh, I I thought thought it was a boring game. I'm not saying it wasn't a good game. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that it wasn't. But there was, I mean, it was stagnant for like 30 minutes straight. It was like clock. It was sandwich. It was second and third quarter stunk. Stunk. First yeah, and, and fourth like, were awesome. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Honestly, even the fucking like, even the fourth quarter or the first quarter kind of stunk a little bit. Like, if you don't, nobody muff was that, moving the ball. That's what I'm saying. You don't muff that yeah. punt. Whole different story. And then there was literally one drive, and then it was just a bunch of just nothing good. Right. Um, I mean, this. Yeah, I thought it was boring. I, I don't think it wasn't. I don't think it was non-entertaining i just don't it just to me i don't think it was like a great game to be like this was the you know what we expected i thought there was going to be fireworks in that game um the over did hit it but it took overtime obviously but yep yeah i thought that game was going to be i i'm not gonna lie i thought i expected more out of both offenses like just as a whole like I thought JJ looked very scared at first. The whole team, yep. the whole Michigan team looked like they were terrified the first fucking. Everybody, but yeah, everybody yeah. on the offensive side of the ball, at least. Yeah, exactly. Defense came out flying, but the offensive side of the no, ball, they were him. like, holy shit, this is tough. Well, even on like the, the touchdown run, what's his name? Sandstrill, or how, how do you say his name? Mike Sandrill, yep. I, he got absolutely. I mean, granted, it was a good, like, little juke, but like, dude, mm. McClellan literally put him yeah, in a fucking cooked. blender where it's <laughs> yeah. like, I, yeah, like, I don't know. It's like, go after him. Like make, try to dive. Don't break down. Like he had whatever. That's beside the point uh, where I was like, oh, this is going to get bad fast after that. And then they, everyone settled in. JJ still didn't look great, but that defensive line, man, was unreal. And they just, they said, you know, we'll put the team on our back until the offense wants to figure it the fuck out. It was a good game, man. But yeah. I thought it was a little boring. Like you said, that like there was like 30 straight minutes of clock time. That was just nothing. Yeah, I agree. And during those, I mean, sick. Michigan came out flying five sacks in the first half. Uh, college football playoff game record for halftime sacks. Uh, not something I saw coming because not that Bama's O-line was like world beaters this year, but they had they had, you know, couple SEC guys, couple All-American guys. Like, they had guys yeah. there who's their fucking Bama. So, like, they're going to have yeah. that. So, to have yeah. five sacks and a half, I was like, damn, did not see and, that coming. And that Moreau is so – he's so fucking elusive and, and gets out – like, that is his thing. Like, gets yep. out of trouble and makes shit happen. 
the fact that they were able to get home without letting him bounce out. He did like once or twice in the first, but like not really. They were well, nothing that impressive. He had to work a few times. He did. I think the story of the game for both offenses was just being behind the sticks. Both offenses were always behind the sticks. It was always second and nine, third and seven. And like these, these plays were like first down for whatever reason didn't work. And I think Bama in the beginning of the game was really trying to force the big play. Like Milrow on these big dropbacks where he's getting killed. And like, they're trying to throw the ball when they didn't really meet like I think the recipe to beat Michigan would have been to run the ball with Milrow. And they just really didn't try to do that. They were trying to go for the home run right away. And I think it kind of bit them in the ass. And then once they tried to start establishing the run after that, Michigan was just all over it and putting them in second and stagnant. And then the second and third quarter, they did the exact same thing to Michigan. And holy fuck was all of the creativity and the motions and everything that Michigan did in you know, the first half was gone in the second half. I don't know what happened to the play calling, but like Michigan came out in the first half and the game plan was, you know how we're going to beat Bama. We don't have the talent. We don't have the speed. We're going to outthink them. And that's what they did in the first half. They, they outcoached them on offense. And then the second half got real fucking stagnant. And that kind of bit them in the ass to the point where in the fourth quarter, I think everybody in the country was looking around like, Michigan's about to lose this fucking game. Like, if Bama gets yeah. one more first down, this thing's over. Yeah. And then they Crazy. get to that fourth and two, and they punt the ball away. Do you? Would you have punted there on that fourth and two, like mid-ish field? Where were they? They were like the, their own 40, I think, is where they were. You know what? You know what's kind of crazy, dude? Like, this is how not – so I thought that it was a wrap myself. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching. You I did? I stopped watching for like seven minutes. Yeah. And I missed that drive. And then all of a sudden I come back out and Michigan's got the ball at the fucking, I don't know, what was it, the eight-yard line? And they scored to, to uh, go to OT. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I I don't remember where I stopped, but I was like, fuck. Like, I was paying attention on my phone a little bit, but I was trying to grind guns on shipment. <laughs> 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 and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So what was the situation? So they had a chance to like go for it and ice the game. And, you know, because Michigan was out of timeouts at that point or whatever, and they had a chance to go for it and ice the game and they didn't. And I think a lot of people were kind of thinking like, okay, in in this situation, I might've gone for it. But if I'm Bama, I'm punting it every time. Michigan wasn't moving the ball at that point at all. Like I'm punting the football every single time I'm punting the football. And they were also trying to get into, like, field goal range where they could have iced the game. Like, because it was 20 to 20 at this point when they could have gone for it. So they could have, I'm sorry, I misspoke on earlier. It was 20 to 20 at this point. So Bama could have got the first down, hurried up and got to, like, their Michigan's 40. And then that kicker for Bama is, like, He's okay. the next Jake Moody. I okay. I know this what is you're when Mich- about. this is I, when okay, Bama punted to Michigan and yep. Michigan almost lost yep. it for the safety. Yeah. Yep. So I was watching. Okay, I was watching at that point. I yeah. would not have gone for that. No. No. Not worth okay. it. It's not worth it because, like you said, I just thought that. Yeah, like to me, I thought Alabama. I was weirdly the better offense in the game until the last two drives, including mm. overtime, the drive they scored. And then the Blake Corum, two touchdowns or two, two play runs. Uh, so I would have punted too. And I mean, dude, think about it. They muffed a punt. They, they fucking almost fucked that one up there. Like there's Michigan right. special teams was in absolute disarray. Like, Insane. fuck it. Maybe they'll make one more mistake. And they almost freaking did. You know who runs so, the special teams for Michigan? Jim's son. Blind? I don't know. Oh, well, he's fired. He's a Jay Harbaugh. I can't believe he wasn't grounded <laughs> mid-game, dude. At halftime, I'm, I'm shocked he came back out. Like, that was crazy. Dude. To I mean, have. That wasn't. And I think I made this point in the group chat, but, like, they put. I know that Samaj Morgan, who's our freshman, he was, like, he's that number 82 kid, super, super fast, yeah. electric kid. And he, he fumbled or muffed the first punt. But then he caught another one after that later in the game. Mm. And then they put a new nice. kid in 
Yeah. What are you doing? Like, I understand the kid muffed one, but you're going to put a fresh guy in there that hasn't yeah. seen a ball in the air all day? Like, that's an insane move to me. I, that made no sense. And I'm telling my guy, no matter what, don't touch the football. If they down us yeah, at the well, one, I, they down us at the one. That's what I was going to say. What the fuck are you trying to call a fair catch at the three-yard line for? Yep. If you're going to return it, that's one thing. But once you yep. are like, oh, I'm fair catch, get the fuck out of the way, dude. I'm telling him, and this isn't even hindsight's 2020. This is just football. I'm telling him, stand at the 15. If the ball seems like it's sailing over your head, let it go. Boom. Exactly. 100%. That's it. Like, it's that fucking easy. I agree. I almost wouldn't have put a guy back there. That's what a lot of people were saying today, too. Like, as I was listening, I was listening to McAfee and all these other people, and people were like, why was there even a guy back there after the day that they've had? Seriously. And I mean, dude. You know, a weird thing, like a weird no call on that roughing the punter. Like, yep, very weird no call. That made that was very obvious to me. Yeah, especially when watching it, even watching it live, but especially the replay. And then they definitely made up for it when JJ got fucking hip tossed out of bounds. They were like, "All right, whistles are staying away," which they did. I thought the refs did a a good job. Like they missed those two calls. They just let him play all day. There wasn't a single holding call, which is crazy. For two teams that run as much as they do, you know, and like Michigan, how many sacks they had, like normally you'd think there'd be like a hold somewhere if Michigan's getting through. So wild day, wild game. I, Uh, I, uh, I think that that Michigan team loses to the Washington team that we saw last night. You think so? I do, but. That you never know. I mean, also Washington played Texas, which defensively is a lot, a way different animal than Michigan. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, you put up 37 points and shit. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they need to clean it up. Even, dude, even, even like um, <clears throat> first half, a lot of like third downs, right? That the Morgan kid, I mean, that was the one that JJ threw 200 miles an hour, but right through his hands would have been a right first down. Right through his hands was tough. Uh, yeah, was the kid. No, number eight, the kid who scored that one touchdown on a third down, it was like third and eight, catches the ball and trips over the fucking 20-yard line. He needed like one more yard to get a first down. Doesn't get yep. touched, falls, doesn't get it. Uh, Edwards dropped a third down pass. Granted, I don't think he was going to be able to make a move to get that first down, but like just so many miscues on important downs, and they couldn't get their playmakers the ball because Alabama schemed for it, but – those those you know the the third fourth fifth option <clears throat> you got to make a play you know so if they I think clean it's, that up then different story that's what I mean and I think it's almost like a not a regression but a progression to the mean here where like that was one of the worst <laughs> efforts that Michigan could have had offensively still yeah. won the game on the back of the defense yeah. mm-hmm. but the thing like and I was going to talk about this anyway because I wanted to throw out a prediction before obviously this is the last show before the national championship. Um. I think Washington does cover the four and a half, but I think Michigan wins. And I, and I'm even like worried saying that they cover the four and a half. And here's why Texas and everybody else this year ran all over Washington, Texas, their top three guys were Baxter blue and Ewers seven yards of carry seven yards of carry seven yards of carry. Like that's bad. And if Michigan is given Blake Corum the rock 30 times, it might be like Michigan might have the ball for 40 minutes in this game. Washington can't be that electric on offense if they don't have the fucking ball. Like if Michigan, the one thing that could kill Michigan is getting down in the game early because then they have to play Washington ball and we don't want to do that. If Michigan can force Washington to play slow down, Michigan football where it's like, fuck, they scored again. It was another eight-minute drive, and now we got to come out there and try to score. And if we don't, we're fucked because they're just going to keep running it down our throats, eventually wearing us down to the point where it's like Michigan's got to stay out of second and long, second and stagnant, got to stay in front of the sticks, and they can't get down early. I think those are the two keys of the game. I think if they can do that, they win. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think a big part of it is to so obviously they're gonna limit the fucking possessions that the other team has. Like you just said, like the, even this game the other day, like there was for how many three and outs, 
like they didn't have that many possessions. Like no, both teams, you know. So it's like so it was a slow if game. You can, yeah, if you can, just what Michigan wants. Up, yeah, slow the game up. Get there. It's execution though in the red zone. You can't miss field goals. Can't turn the ball over on the plus side of the field. And I think that just because they're line, they're they're O and D line. I think they can dictate the line of scrimmage all game and yep. kind of play their game. I think that if if you limit, like I said, I, I think if you limit any mistakes on the plus side of the field and you get points when you're supposed to, I I think Michigan should win. They're a better team. I mean, they got just as much talent. It's just you got to be smart. Um, and I, I think also, too, game planning defensively, man, like – uh, what do you do? Just stop the big play and, and I don't know, try to get him to down in distance. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, what, and that's, what do you do? I, Cause I, I think, th- I a think your team, they have so many more. Games. They are. It's a, they're a fascinating matchup. And I think the most intriguing matchup of the game is going to be Will Johnson and Josh Wallace, Michigan's two corners. Will Johnson's a uh, first round NFL guy um, in the upcoming draft. And then Josh Wallace, sick transfer. Those two guys against McClellan and Odunze is going to be an unbelievable matchup. Like that's that's four NFL guys battling it out right there. And it's going to be that's going to be like if Washington's going to do it, they're going to have to wear those guys into the ground. And they, Odunze and McClellan are two guys that are definitely capable of doing that because I was like watching a guy break down their um, routes and the way that Penix throws the ball to them, like everything that these receivers do, like they don't mess up. Routes are crisp. They catch the ball every time. Like they're very, they have great body awareness and Penix throws the ball where only they can get it every single time. It's not 50, 50 balls. It's a 90, 10 ball, 90, 10 ball, 90, 10 ball. So got to make him uncomfortable. Yeah. But I, I I hate to say this. I actually I want Washington to win, but like fuck you. I don't care who wins. I know. I I just like this. I I this Washington team has faced so much adversity this year, and like where people thought, oh, they fell off. You know, they they're barely beating shitty teams. Uh, you know, like the USC game, they barely like you know like a lot of times it was like, oh, is Washington real? And I think that's all the year best long, part. They've been like, yeah, dude, we. Yeah. Another best part like, of this matchup like, is that it's two teams that have been very heavily bet against, especially the last couple of weeks. Yeah, like yeah. Michigan, no chance like, against Bama. People weren't giving them. I mean, people were giving them a little yeah. chance against the Bucks, but still thought they'd lose that game. Same with Washington, no chance against Oregon again. Yeah. No chance against Texas. And both these teams keep yeah. winning. So it's like, um, where where does where does the thing break here? But um. Yeah, it's just I I think that uh, we get a good game. Let's go over. Let's wrap this up though, because uh, your boy can't hear anything anymore. Um, sorry for being abrupt. God damn it! Can you hear me a little bit now? Still, motherfucker. All right. Well, I have a Harbaugh theory that we need to get into uh, next week because I think it's really juicy and involves Jim Harbaugh going to an AFC North team, and I think it might break the internet. So, uh. Oh, and hey, first, fuck the commercials and both of these playoff games. Fuck the commercials. We watched yeah, three hours of commercials. I had to bring a little bit of light to this. We watched three hours of commercials and one hour of football. It was bullshit, especially the Rose Bowl. When you go from touchdown, commercial, kickoff, commercial, 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 yeah. it's that insane. to piss you the fuck off. Oh, Dude, that's what I was actually yeah. going to real quick before we get out of here. Aaron and I are sitting there watching the fucking game. The it, it was overtime when Bama had the ball. They were going down to score. It was timeout commercial. Got up, ran the clock down or whatever. Timeout again, and then commercial. A third timeout, another commercial. Oh, dude! And then they go to snap the ball. Me and Aaron were like a minute and a half behind, like the actual ESPN broadcast. My buddy Ethan hops in the chat. Yo, did you guys see Michigan just won? I no. just about oh. fucking 
lost every last marble that I had, bro. I oh was like, my god! I just watched all of these commercials <laughs> for nothing before I even saw it, bro. To hear the ending oh, on Discord, <laughs> to yeah, read about I it, almost <laughs> fucking freaked out, dude. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, fuck those commercials. Fuck Mike's headphones. Yep. And, and uh, go blue. Official score prediction, Jack? Any official score prediction? Dude, I think it's going to be another defensive showdown. I think it's going to be like a 17-23 to 23 game. Michigan Ooh, takes it. Hell yeah. I love I think that. We, I think we take the minus four and a half, though. I'm going to go I'm gonna go 31-27 Michigan. Okay. Washington barely covers. Michigan wins. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Yeah, I pray to God. All right. Good stuff. That's it for the Fair Enough Podcast, episode 98. Happy New Year, everybody. We are psyched to spend year three with you. Um, if you want a sweatshirt, call Maya yep. and convince her to quit her job, and we'll send some of these out. We love you guys. Peace. Deuce.